Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for November 13th, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming. I want you to know that greater is coming for you, that we serve a God who made plans for you from the foundations of the world. You are not a mistake. You are on this planet for God's ordained purpose. And your job is to find it, follow it, and finish it before you die. And as you walk with God and as you open up your heart to receive uh, from him and as the Holy Spirit gives you revelation, he begins to reveal to you the things that were prepared for you but concealed from you. And as you discover these things and you become the man, the woman that God calls you to be, greater is coming for you. So this is part 65 of the series. That means that today, marks the end of 13 weeks. We've been studying the life of David for 13 weeks and we're not done yet. And so the title of today's message is, you ready? Because I'm ready to release it. The title of today's message is, Breakthrough Can Happen at any time. I'm saying it can happen at any time. You got to live with an expectation that this thing, not only is it going to happen, it can happen at any time. So you are living your life with an expectation of manifestation. Say amen to that. All right, Pastor Morrison, God bless you, sir. Uh, that's my brother right there. We've been together for many, many years. I love you, sir. Uh, he's pastoring in Korea. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. I'm covering 2 Samuel chapter 3 verses 6 through 17. 2 Samuel chapter 3 verses 6 through 17. Here we go. You ready? So uh, yesterday I talked about this war, like this war continues on because remember when the 377 men died uh, because of what Abner and Joab did. Uh, so there's this war between the house of Saul and the house of David, and it keeps going. And as it continued, General Abner, who had been a powerful leader in Israel, matter of fact, he was a powerful leader even before David ever got anointed to be king. I mean, Abner had been around for a long time. And so he was actually the guy that was most powerful uh, within the kingdom of the descendants of Saul, right? Because well, he was the guy that really basically appointed Ishbosheth as the king over the 11 tribes. So he single-handedly lobbied successfully for Ishbosheth to be the king. And so he placed him in position. But remember, uh, he's there in a position of authority. Uh, he's there. He's basically, he single-handedly put the king uh, on the throne. Uh, but one day the relationship between those two started to break down. Uh, so this is what happened. The Bible says, and it break, broke down as is often the case with men. It broke down over a woman. There was a woman named Rispa who was the a concubine of Saul. And uh, so now Ishbosheth is saying, hey, I heard that you slept with Isba, uh, and uh, with Rispa. And she was, a, a you know, one of the concubines of my daddy. And, and Abner, he lost it. Abner was, was in common terms. Can I just say it like we talked today? Abner was pissed. Abner said, what? <laughs> Abner came to him and said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Hold on for a minute, right? Hold on for a minute. Am I some type of Judean dog to be kicked around like this? After all I've done for your father, after all I did for his family, that man, I'm the guy that kept you guys from being handed over 
to David? And now this is my reward that you come to me with this over some woman? Are you crazy? Now he said, now let me tell you something. May God strike me down and even kill me if I don't do everything that I can to get David what the Lord promised him. I'm going to take Saul's kingdom, the kingdom that you're in right now, and I'm going to take it away from you and I'm going to give it to David and I will establish the throne of David over Israel as well as over Judah all the way from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south. Dog. And when he said that, the young man Ishbosheth was like, uh-oh, he realized that he put his royal foot in his mouth and he didn't say anything. He didn't re even respond to Abner because he knew he had messed up. Abner was the guy with the power, not, not Ishbosheth. So Abner was so pissed that he was ready to do it. So Abner sent messengers to David. And this is what the messenger said. The messenger says, hey, listen, Abner says, doesn't the whole land belong to you, David? Now, David, please make a solemn pact with me. I want you to come in agreement with me. And if you make a pact with me, I'm going to make sure that you get the whole, the whole, uh, all 12 tribes. All of Israel will be handed over to you. Now, David was like, dog. Okay, let me think about this for a minute. David thought about it. He realized that Abner was the guy that had all the influence, that Abner was the guy that basically was pulling the strings. So he was like, okay, look, tell Abner that I will agree, but with one stipulation. Here's the stipulation. Um, I want my wife back, my first wife, Michael. So remember, David married the king's daughter. And um, not only did he marry the king's daughter, first of all, he killed the giant. And the, and the, the, the way that it was set up was, hey, whoever kings the, kills the giant gets to marry the, king, the king's daughter. Okay? So he killed the giant. Then when it was time for, to marry the king's daughter, uh, Saul was like, yeah, I don't know. Right? Then he was like, okay, fine. You want to marry my daughter? Go kill 100 Philistines. David was like, fine. He killed 100 Philistines, came back, and was like, now give me your daughter. He was like, all right, fine. So he married Michael. But remember, when things broke down between the two, then, uh, and David was on the run, Saul took Michael, David's wife, and made her marry somebody else. And so that was it. So David sends this message back and says, okay, let me tell you something. Tell, Ish, uh, tell Abner this. Give me... Matter of fact, he sent the message to Ishbosheth. He said, "Tell Ishbosheth, give me my wife Michael back, for I bought her with a hundred with the bodies of a hundred Philistines." And Ishbosheth, now you talk about the pressures mounting on this kid. Ishbosheth is like, "Now what do I do?" So now Abner is upset with me. My enemy is saying, "Give me." Basically, I have to give him my sister, and she's already my sister's married to somebody else. But he didn't want no parts of no issues with David or with Abner. He knew that he was in no position of authority at that point. So he goes out and goes, grabs his sister and says, look, I know you're married to this dude, but forget him. I'm sending you back to David. And he sent him back to David. And so as all of this is going on, Abner starts lobbying for David. Abner wanted to go see David. And then the general met, as he's going to see David, he met with some, some leaders, elders of Israel, and then this is what Abner said. He said, hey guys, listen, now for some time now, we've all known that David is supposed to be the king. Well, now is the time. The Lord has said, now Abner's prophesying like he's a prophet. You see, how, you know how it is with some people, all of a sudden, all, they got a word from the Lord. People that never get a word from the Lord, all of a sudden got a word from the Lord. And so Abner's like, this is what the Lord says. He says, 
I, the Lord has spoken and the Lord has says, I have chosen David to save my people, Israel, from the hands of the Philistines and from all of their enemies. So all of a sudden, this guy who was his most staunch, you know, enemy is now his greatest supporter. So what does this mean to you today? You're like, okay, well, Rick, man, you be telling me these stories like it's a soap opera. Matter of fact, hey, it's in the Bible. I didn't make this stuff up. But now you're like, okay, well, Rick, but give me some nuggets. Okay, I got you. I got you. So I have four things to share with you in this morning. As I share these four things with you on this Friday morning, as we close out the week strong, head into the weekend strong, I need you to open up your heart to receive. These four things are going to bless you. You ready? We got the story out of the way. Now it's time to release. You got it? Number one, here we go. Four things. Number one, pressure can burst a pipe. In the military, we, we say, hey, pressure can burst a pipe. Like, you know, it doesn't matter how strong the pipe is. Pressure can crack that joker open. Listen, in yesterday's message, I told you that the Bible says as time passed, David became stronger and stronger while Saul's dynasty became weaker and weaker. So what was happening was happening with, with each passing day, David was growing stronger and Ishbosheth was diminishing. And both of them were getting incrementally closer to their destiny. And the, but, but my point here is that Ishbosheth, because he was not in alignment with God's will, he should have never been there in the first place, the, the pressure was mounting against him. And as humans, you and I, we were not designed to deal with that type of pressure. There's some pressure that's on us that we were not designed to carry. The Bible says that we're supposed to cast our cares upon God. So there's some things that you are carrying that you should be casting. If you don't cast these cares over to God, that pressure will cause you to crumble. In the case of Ishbosheth, the pressure was mounting. The stress was increasing. And as often the case in these type of situations, his world imploded. Like everything just just fell in on him. He, he went against the one man who had placed him in power, Abner. And then that one man, Abner, vowed to give his kingdom over to David. So let me give you some quick lessons we can learn here from the first point. The, uh, here, look at me. To be clear, you were not designed to carry the pressures of this world without God. You were not designed to do that. If you don't learn how to tap into the grace of God, and how to release the pressure and the stress of this world, then stress can destroy you. I mean, there are pe people who love God, who wind up leaving the church, who love God, who wind up committing suicide, pastors leaving their assignment. Why? Because they're carrying pressure that they're not supposed, they are carrying some stuff that they're supposed to cast. You got to learn how to deal with pressure and stress. If you don't learn how to tap into the grace of God and enter into God's rest, then listen, all of the, you are not going to maximize the purpose and the potential that God placed inside of you and all of this stuff can destroy you. And so if you are stressed right now, look at me, if you are stressed out, it's time to release it because if you don't release it, when you're stressed, you don't think straight. That's what Ishbosheth did. He was stressed out. He didn't think straight. He made a poor decision. When you are stressed, you are going to make poor decisions. This series is about faith and patience. If you want to walk with God for the long haul, then you are going to have to learn how to tap into the grace of God, how to release the pressures of this world, because if you don't, it may cripple you before you arrive at the end of your destiny. You got it? All right, number two. Here's the good news. Things can change for you at any moment. This thing can happen at any time. David did nothing to initiate this change. David did nothing to cause this turn of events. David was minding his own business, when trouble arose in the enemy's camp and it worked out for his good. And the same can happen for you. Listen, I'm telling you, look at me. While you are minding your own business, just doing what God called you to do day in and day out, focused on being you, 
not work, knowing that God called you to do something and it's going to happen in the fullness of time and all of that stuff. But if you're just being faithful over the things that are in front of you, then I'm telling you that events can change in your favor and it can happen at any time. What you've been waiting for can just manifest and it can manifest quickly. So remain faithful. Keep your expectations up. Your change can happen when you least expect it. It can literally happen at any time. So learn how to rest in God. And while you are resting in God, and while you're taking on no pressure to perform, and while you are rejecting stress, just make sure to keep your heart open because it can happen at any time. What you don't want to do is that your heart is not open so that when God wants to give you something, you're not ready to receive it. No, you got to be resting, not stressed out, but always open to whatever God wants to do. Say amen to that. All right, number three, God will give you help from the most unlikely people. See, one of David's most staunch enemies, General Abner, turned into his greatest supporter overnight. And David's later, David's son Solomon will write about this. In Proverbs 16 and 7, uh, Solomon said, when a man's ways please the Lord, God is able to make even his enemies to be at peace with him. I'm saying when you just please God, God is able to turn. The Bible says that God can turn the heart of a king like he turns a river. God can turn the heart of your enemy towards you. No matter how hard a person's heart is towards you, God has a way of turning their heart. And God can make your enemies to be your supporters for the rest of your life. My point here is that God can give you favor with the most unlikely people. And even your enemies can work, turn around and start working out for your good. So never close the door to God's possibilities. Never, never, never do it. David could have said no to Abner, being like, oh no, this is a dude that did this to me, did that to me, whatever. He could have said no because Abner had done some things wrong to him in the past. But no, he kept his heart open. And, and so you never limit God. There's no limit to what God can do. God can literally bless you through anybody. So keep your heart open to receive. The last thing I'll say from this point is that we serve a God who can turn a hater into a helper overnight. Let me say that again. We serve a God who can turn a hater into a helper overnight. God can touch their heart and they can, those people that were coming up against you are now for you. I'm saying God can do it. Won't he do it? <laughs> All right. Number four. And finally, as I close, God has a way of resurrecting dead dreams. Now, in this last point, I really want you to be locked in because what I'm about to say is critically important. We serve a God who can resurrect dead dreams. By 2 Samuel chapter 3, it has seemed like a lifetime. It was over 10 years since David had married his first love, Michael, right? But then they were separated and Michael went her own way. She married somebody else. David went his own way. He married other people. David had six sons from a bunch of different wives and all of this stuff. And then after all of these years, David is like, I want my first wife back. And it's like a soap opera, right? And then, and then her brother says, hey, you're married to this dude. Forget him. Go back to David. And so she's going back to David. All of this stuff, I'm saying that God can resurrect things that were dead. My message for you as I close is that it's never too late for God. No matter how dead a dream seems... We serve a God who can resurrect their dreams. He can turn seemingly hopeless situations around. God can raise up something. Watch this. Even while I'm preaching, he's doing it right now. God can raise up something to the forefront of your heart 
And then something you haven't thought about in years, something that you forgot about, something that you had given up on. And God will, will raise it up to the forefront of your heart. Why? Because he wants you to believe again. I'm saying he, God can, will instigate a resurgence of belief for something that you have given up on simply because God never gave up on you. God is saying, you gave up on me, but I never gave up on you. See, God is more committed to you than you committed to you. God is more committed to the promises that he made for you from the foundations of the world than you are to yourself. God will bring something up to you that you forgot about just to remind you that he's still going to bring it to pass. The Bible says that the giftings and the callings of God are irrevocable. That's in Romans 11 and 29. We, we serve a God who, who's says, I will never turn my back on it. You can move on in your heart. You can stop believing. You can forget about it. You can think that you've even disqualified yourself. Oh, it's been too long. It's been 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. No, we serve a guy who can come in and say, I'm still going to do it. This reminds me of when, 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 uh, Abraham was 99 years old. His wife was almost 90 years old. And it had been 24 years since God gave him a promise for the baby. And after all of those years, God comes in and basically said, you are still going to have that baby. I'm saying that we serve a God who will come in and resurrect their dreams. Even now, when I'm talking to you, God could be bringing something up to the forefront of your mind, forefront of your heart, something you forgot about. Something has been 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And God is saying, I'm still going to do it. You gave up on me, but I never gave up on you. If I decreed it, I will make it good. If I declare it, I shall bring it to pass. I am more committed to you than you're committed to you. I am God. Say amen to that. Oh my God, I feel like preaching. All right, so let's close this message with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life on this Friday morning. Say, Father, I thank you for your overwhelming grace, your goodness, your kindness, and your mercy towards me. You are better to me than I am to me. You are faithful to me even when I'm not faithful to you. So thank you, Father, as I walk by faith and seek to tap into your grace. I thank you for giving me breakthroughs when I least expect it. You favor me with the most unlikely people. You turn my haters into helpers. You turn my biggest enemy into my biggest supporter. And you can do it overnight. And you also resurrect dead dreams, dead hopes, and dead desires. You are a God who can give life to dead stuff. So Father, you bring up things to me, things that I have forgotten about, just to remind me that your promise is still good and that you're still gonna bring it to pass. So I thank you, Father, for not giving up on me even when I gave up on you. It is your commitment to me that keeps me sane. Greater is coming for me. Breakthrough can happen at any time. So I enter this day and enter this weekend with my heart open to receive. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, and then that's it. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, go into this day knowing 
that it can happen and it can happen at any time. God is more committed to you than you're committed to you. I'm telling God, God will never forget about anything that he said. He will bring it up because he still wants to do it in your life. You haven't disqualified yourself. You haven't messed up. God is still God. God knew all the mistakes you were, you were going to make and he gave you the promise anyway. So keep your heart open to receive. And when your haters turn into helpers, don't say no. Just be like, okay, God, is this okay? And this, if he says yes, then accept it. Accept their help. Accept their support. God can turn anything around. If this message has been a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat and then share this message. Right, This is a message you know people need to hear. Share it right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you on Monday. God bless you.